What's up, y'all? Kofi Kingston here, and I would love to have a drink with Wrestling on the Rocks, depending on what that drink is. Preferably non-alcoholic, you know? How's it going? The Celtic Warriors, James. Wardlow here. Soda. I would love to have a drink with Wrestling on the Rocks. I would love to have a drink with Wrestling on the Rocks. Maple syrup. Bye-bye. I will never have a drink with wrestling on the rocks. Cheers to Fans for Sports Network for bringing you this episode one while I take another drink. Uh, you want to talk raw? Let's do it. Yeah, man. What, do you, what do you want to talk about? So funny. <laughs> I, I, told, I told the kiddo that I was on the podcast tonight. He goes, what are you guys going to talk about? <laughs> I said probably not that fucking guy. Yeah, your kid's got better taste than you. We've been that. Uh Drew McIntyre versus Sami Zayn. The old Mac and Fart. Uh boy, they're really, really trying to make us hate him. And we do, but it's not the reasons they want us to hate him for. All three hours of this show was dedicated to making Drew McIntyre a heel. Mm-hmm. Yes. They were trying so hard to make you be like, look, he's a bad guy, look, he's a heel. And I still think he is... A dude. He takes shit too literal. He takes yeah. everything literal. At this point, you're going to like start being like a shark, you know, circling the blood here. And then he'll just sit there and start circling <laughs> Sammy. <laughs> And he'll start like he'll put his hand on his head and be like, I'm a shark. And you're like, No, you're not, dude. Like you don't it's metaphor. You know what I mean? Like he well, does everything so literal that he comes off corny. Well, it's like the you're you're a warrior, take the sword. So he's gonna wave that shit around in the ring. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's crazy, dude. It's I mean I I think I saw that Kevin Owens got injured. So he's out for a little bit. And them writing out Sami Zayn like this made me really question what's going on. But like He's, they've got to be Sammy's gonna be gone for a few months, right? Like there's no way you do that to him backstage and have him back next week. I think it's he's gonna come back at the rumble. Yeah, I guess it is only a month. Yeah, yeah he should come back yeah. in the rumble and knock Drew right out of it. I would love that. The the other thing I've heard about is are they gonna put the world title the heavyweight title on Drew? Which I really don't want. It's it's gonna be the crickets. I mean, again, like I the character awareness or lack thereof that Drew has. Like yeah. he comes out and he's smacking fans' hands because he's a cocky asshole, you know? And then even when he goes to do the claymore and he does the three, two, one, like you cannot be a heel and have positive crowd reaction. You can't garner cheers when you're a heel. You should put up the three and then put your hand down and go, no, 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 and then kick his fucking face off. But he can't do that. When you're a heel, mm-hmm. you don't slap hands no matter what. Like it's you have to be, you have to be heel in order to come back from that. You know, one of the um ones that I was thinking about the other day, the Usos. When they before they they like they came out to their old Hakka music, and then they kicked the New Day in the knees, and they beat the shit out of them, and then they came back with the penitentiary stuff, and they built to being hated, absolutely fucking hated. And then by the time the New Day feud one was done, there was a hug in the middle of the ring, and they were exploded over the top baby faces because mm. they they did it without trying to pull us in they did it by being assholes and drew cannot stop trying to be loved no matter what and it's uh it's just a complete lack of awareness it was like uh seamus at the SummerSlam against drew damian priest uh he was doing the beats of the baldry and they started counting around so he stopped yes and he looked in the audience and he was like no no forget it and he started doing something else and the whole crowd just turned on him they started mm-hmm. booing him so heavy. They're like, fuck you, dude. That was fun. We love that about you. And he goes, yeah, that's why I'm taking it away. Like, 
Uh, Drew McInfart also had that promo where he said, like, oh, what's this time? Surely I've changed where you can leave and go off and be fired and do whatever and then come back at the top of the card like you did. Right. Like like that has (laughs) to be intentional, right? I mean, I could could see a world where that's a really interesting idea, man. I I don't know if I'd say it if I were you, but yeah, go for it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's a great promo sure not from that? you but that's a great idea yeah <laughs> you sure about that line in there you sure you want to do it mm, yeah definitely right and then they get the cm punk chance i could be talking about anyone i could be talking about myself <laughs> yeah weird and then zane fucking eviscerates them zane's promos in history lately have been so fucking good dude i i've been wearing on sammy i even said it on the tw takes podcast at TV6 Podcast on Twitter, X, whatever. Um, Sami Zayn has been like overemphasizing how much he is fighting for what he believes in. It's like, dude, we agree with you, man. Just go fight and do it now, right? Like, yeah. you're trying too much. You're trying this. But when he came face to face with Drew and absolutely put him in his fucking place, I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Sammy just did it again. Sammy did Sammy shit right here. And I was yeah. like, oh, Drew's in a bad place. <laughs> dude, so good. I think Good Cop's heading out for the night. It's great hearing you guys. Dude, it's good seeing you. It's been a while for all Cheers. of us. We all need to get together and have a drink sometime. Yes. Um, Jeremiah was saying that while I was away, it became a terrible takes podcast. And that's true, man. But, you know, that's why I got the crew. So when all my shit, I mean, it's only episode one. Technical difficulties happen. You take a shot. Sweet. You have a drink. Technical difficulties. It's been a while since my internet just straight up fucking died, though. Uh, but I was glad that it was you who was there. Because, like, seconds before I went out, Clump was all like BRB. <laughs> and, and I was like, well, at least it's Bishop. If anybody well, can sit there and monologue for a minute and not just be like, I guess we wait. <laughs> well, that was the problem I had is that you left me with Aldous and, and uh, 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 Pierce. There's only so much you can do on Aldous and Pierce. <laughs> There's only I so tried. Much you can do with them. Yeah. Dude, I tried. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this whole thing was a Drew thing and he's, he's just corny, dude. He's just corny. Yeah. Um, Here's what I want. If he's going to call out CM Punk. Absolutely. Let's do that. Let's do a CM Punk Drew McIntyre program for a couple of reasons. One, I don't have to pay attention to it at all. Because <laughs> there's nothing either one of them is going to say or do that's going to suddenly get me invested in either one of them. So that's an easy fast forward. The other thing is we've okay. talked about it before. Drew's wrestling style is such that he stands in the middle of the ring and makes the people work around him. Yes. Even his belly-to-belly suplex is him going up to the dude and falling back while he lightly rings his hands up, and the guy has to act like he's being flipped over. He (laughs) barely Mm. touches him if he even does, and it looks ridiculous and terrible every time. Punk can't do that. Punk cannot carry a match. We know that. We know that for certain. Less now than ever before. And he can't bump around you. I would be glued to the TV watching the disgusting portrayal of wrestling that those two would put on together. Yeah. It would be incredible. It would be such an indictment on both of them, and I can't wait. <laughs> <So> let's, <laughs> let's run that through. Uh, what do you guys think about Punk and Drew McIntyre? I agree with you. I think it's going to be fucking terrible. Um I think the only the only hope CM like the only hope for anything good CM Punk has is if he works with somebody like Seth. Um, but I, re- I I know this is wrestling, but I really part of me really wants Seth to, the, the, this to not be character. This is Seth being like I ain't fucking working with him. Fuck this guy. <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck too. up your TV telling you that. <laughs> well, yeah, and here's the other part I was thinking about too, because a lot of people being like, see, obviously it's a work because he's saying that, and I was like, except for. What if Seth has a stipulation? I'm not going to work with him unless he grovels. You know what I mean? So how do I make that happen? Well, if I just say every week I'm not working with the idiot, people are going to want it. And if he wants it and they want it, someone's going to have to grovel. You know what I mean? Like I could see a world where Seth throws the pot shots to go ahead and let people talk and talk about it and talk about it. And then it's up to Punk to make it happen. You know what I mean? I yeah. think, I think, 
I think Punk's going to have to figure it out. Um, and what I mean by that is his name gets chanted during people's promos. They acknowledge it, and then the chants stop. Yep. So the equity is now gone, which I absolutely enjoy because it's not overtaking. If there's a way for CM Punk to earn the overchanting, let's go Cena, Cena sucks to where it never stops and no one can get a word in edgewise or perform otherwise. If he can get his CM Punk back to that level again, bravo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to take some work. It's going to take some work because like you mm-hmm. said, put him in a feud with McIntyre. And number one, yes, he'll eviscerate McIntyre on the mic with a bunch of corny bullshit that doesn't actually make sense if you if you listen to it. But then when they get in the ring, it's going to be a shit show. Shit show. So um, yeah, I, I would, I would prefer, I would prefer Seth stay away. Cause like I said, from the beginning, I don't want him in position to have to put himself through that and have yeah. to carry and have to carry CM Punk as well. At least with Matt yeah. Riddle, who he didn't like Riddle can fucking go. Riddle can yes. go all day. He is an incredible athlete. That ain't CM Punk. So that not took only, a lot to get to that. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And, and he still doesn't like him. You know, yep. so at the end of the day, he was like, fuck it. I'm not going to have to do all the work. We're going to do good business. OK, we'll do good business. Everything else aside, he's not going to be able to do that with CM Punk. He'll be able to get to the match, then have to carry the whole fucking thing. And Seth is going to destroy him on the microphone because everything CM Punk's going to say, Seth has a comeback for because at the end of the day, Seth is way better than CM Punk. Way better. Punk's, Punk's been saying the same thing for fucking years. We already know your notes, dude. We know what you're going to play. Right. I know what I can mm-hmm. come back with. Oh, and then he's going to say this and then he's being clever, but I can say this because he's not clever. Yeah. I didn't cry <laughs> about not getting the main event of race, WrestleMania. And my, uh, when I didn't get the main event, I stole the main event. Bang, done. Yeah. You know, yeah. CM Punk never had the main event, champion or not. You know, mm-hmm. oh, you didn't main event. Yes, I did. I stole that main event, you know, and it's talked about forever. CM Punk has a promo talked about. Like, it's just, it's, it's not apples to apples, man. And even if Punk said you never got your own main event, but your wife did, yeah, yeah. Do we really want to compare wives right now? Right. <laughs> Our right. wives' compliments yeah. right now. Is that what we want to right. do? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then like I would like them to get super Long Island about it yeah. <laughs> and compare yeah. wives in a really shitty way. <laughs> <laughs> Pulls out a scroll, hey, scrolling. Hold on. Wait, do you see this one? Hold on. Hey, you want to talk about my wife? <laughs> No. Uh, speaking of Seth's wife, though, Nia Jax versus Shayna Baszler was a fucking shit show. Yep. Uh, meet planets colliding, and then you. But before yeah. that, you had Becky say, "I owe you a receipt." So now we have Becky come out after this match that Nia fucks up and nearly kills Shayna twice. And well, Shayna broke her face. I thought she was done, dude. Uh, that was it. Oh. Uh, insane dude and, and and it was such a it was just a bad match followed up by becky coming out and it's how many years ago was that fucking five yeah, yeah. six years ago six years ago yeah. like does i love becky that is not like any kind she of doesn't need to do she, that she's incredible she's incredible at everything she does why does she have to do stuff like this? Like, why is this right. where we're at? Why has it been over a year since she's been in a storyline that we can really sink our teeth into? The closest thing we got is her run in NXT was pretty cool because she was yeah. just doing good matches with young talent. That's the last, like, since last WrestleMania, even the story leading into WrestleMania last year was not good. Yeah. Like, why are we at this point now where Becky's having to carry just the garbage and now her versus naya as much as i love becky and think that she's killing and she did a great her facial expressions her mannerisms everything she said her attitude natural incredible but i also don't want it i have no desire to see the two of them in a match right do either of you want that like that's not a bad thing if you do i'm not trying to say you better not is there a part of either one of you that think this is compelling or interesting because of the quote punch heard around the world that Michael Cole said? <laughs> I don't think so because I don't trust Nia in that match. I don't trust Nia. I think it's at bet I think best case scenario it's it's low hanging fruit, right? Yeah. yeah. It's a story without story. 
Like well, it's what you said earlier, right? Are we doing long-term storytelling? Or are we taking a piece from the past and making it, you know, uh, a story for today? Um, my biggest problem with the shot heard around the world or the punch heard around the world is that I've been a Becky fan since before that, and I was calling for her WrestleMania moment before that, right? We were building yes. towards Becky Ronda before that. So I always had the confidence in Becky to be able to take that mantle, and it was pushed in front of the world because of that punch. And giving the punch credit for creating the man, I think is so overrated because Becky yeah. was, she was getting there. It was going to happen. And everything just got convoluted after that. It even fucked up um, by putting Charlotte in the match too. So, cause it, it cause Charlotte was Becky's match was going to happen at survivor series, you know? Yeah. And the fact that it didn't showed you what Rhonda and Charlotte can do together. And then that's what brings it up to the next level where that build to WrestleMania, where they're finally going to collide. Oh, by the way, here's Charlotte too. Like all of that was still on the back of Becky's ability to make Rhonda a fucking superstar. And it's the only other thing credible that we felt as fans, at least I'll speak for me and, and, you know, present company that we felt as fans when it came to, to Rhonda that we can sink our teeth into. It was her first match or her title few, her title run for like the first week or so. But after that, bang, this thing with Becky was like, oh, my God, here we go. But that was it. So um, I don't think I don't think Nia is going to come out of this any better or worse. Nia will always be Nia. And I think that's to whatever fault you want that to be. But, you know, Becky, yeah, Becky's doing what Charlotte should have done, which is be in a storyline that doesn't have to do with the title and be interesting on TV. Is it going to amount to anything? No. Is it going to be a waste of Becky's talent? Probably not, but we get to see her. Could she be doing something more important? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I don't feel like there's an end game here that's great. Like, there's no there's no one on top at the end of it all. You know what I mean? It's just, all right, Becky gets a win over Nia. Does that mean anything? Does Nia getting a win over Becky make you feel anything? Like, to me, it's lose-lose. You know what I mean? Like, no one ever thought that Nia would beat Becky necessarily, right? Like that wasn't on the table. I will say as far as like the man goes, she was definitely the man beforehand. I think the one thing that the punch definitely did though, was put her in the main event at mania because she should have had it, but they weren't going to give it to her. What, right. what it did do was make the office force into a position where they didn't give the match away early because they were going to do the match with her and Ronda at survivor series. And then they were going to go to Charlotte and Ronda for WrestleMania. And they were going to make that a main event because they promised it to Charlotte. Well, when Charlotte got her match first, now we can politic and get her in the, in both matches. So Charlotte gets the two for one special. Uh, but yeah, I uh, I'm not interested in the idea of it. I, um, like you said, I'll never not watch Becky on TV. But making it tough would put an eye in it. We had a lot of tag team stuff going on in here. DIY versus oh, yeah. Imperium, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. Lots of tag stuff. DIY versus Imperium. I mean, good, but. Okay, I don't I'm not interested in DIY. Clump, you do love DIY. You did see DIY in NXT. Are you I felt like DIY story in NXT is still as much as I don't like what happened after the I was in on Johnny Wrestling up until the Chicago Street fight when I realized he was a bitch who can't win fights. <laughs> He's in these matches. He's got all this heart, and he's going and going. He literally handcuffs a guy's hands behind his back and can't win the match with weapons. And you go, oh, you suck. You literally can't beat a one-armed man in a slap fight. You know what I mean? Like, how did this happen? Or a no-armed man in this case. His hands no were arms. tied behind his Like, no arms. Chompa won with no arms. I was like, oh, Johnny sucks. Why would I ever root for this guy again? And I haven't ever since. I do think the DIY story leading up to that match is peak NXT story. That is incredible. The whole story there. Amazing. I think everything after that, that, that Johnny and Champa did together and against each other and all that pointless and needless. And I haven't enjoyed anything Johnny's done since you in turn have actually enjoyed Johnny all the way through. Are you liking the story that they're doing with Imperium? Like, what are you liking about it? I mean, I, I like seeing DIY together again. I like him and Chamba together. They have great, they have amazing chemistry to me. Um, I think they're to me that like enough indie that I'm happy to watch it. Yeah. In WWE. 
Like it's it's enough silly indie PWG shit, but then you know you got some WWE in there too. Um, I like them with Imperium because I I think it's you know it it, it kind of plays upon something we talked about earlier where non English or non native English speaking or American English speaking talents kind of come off very bland and one note. So it's you know the 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 stoic serious or ever serious German and Italian guy that are pure athletes versus these two silly fuckers. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm glad you're liking that because it does feel a little indie to me, but not in the way that I like my indie stuff. So I just don't think Johnny's here. I mean, uh, it's just not believable to me, but I can't buy in, man. And I like buying in. That's what I bring my money for. We got Natalia and Knox against Carter and Chance. I like Natalia and Tegan together as a team. I just wish mm-hmm. it made a little more sense to me. Yeah. And Natalia's looking fucking great. She lost like 25 pounds and is just like leaned up. Yeah, I saw she said that, that she dropped like 25 since November or something like that. Since the start yeah. of November. Yeah. Yeah, and she's a beast. She deadlifted. Who did she deadlift? Was it Chance? It was pretty cool. She's not very big, but still, she just grabbed her military, like pressed her and military pressed her up and then like dropped her down. And it was just fucking impressive because Natalia didn't, she stayed anchored. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she didn't rock at like, all. She just. <laughs> is this like Nad, Natty's last run, really? Like, is this her farewell tour or the beginning of her farewell tour? This has to be the beginning of the end in a way. I think she's always going to be around. But I yeah. think she's got to have one good run left in her that I think she's pre- preparing for. I think she wants to have one big run and then just hang around forever. Yeah. But I don't know. She's also always been driven. I mean, if you asked her right now, is this your last run? She says no. How many years yeah, you got no. left? She's going to say 300 years left. Right. <laughs> she's all the years. Yeah, all the and years. I would never take that away. Yeah, all the years. And I would never take that away from her as the possibility of her being, if anyone can do it, it's her. And I don't think that I want a WWE that doesn't have Natty involved at least in some way. You know what I mean? And I think that she's such a foundation to the women's division that I think it would actually be harmful to the women coming up to not have a Natty there, right? But you just have to think about just how to, how do people exist, right? Like, you can't do it forever. Well, well Randy Orton sure is giving it a fucking go. And he said he's going to do another, uh, he said he's got another 10 years left in him. So Jesus. we'll see. Yeah, that was interesting to hear too from Randy that, you know, he would um, consider going that long, considering, you know, basically just that he's, I don't want to say that he's always hurt, but that he's he's prone to, something happening right um he's he did pretty well after his last couple shoulder surgeries to stick around for a bit especially tagging with riddle he had a hell of a run uh staying healthy and i guess just you know that one bad spot in the match with the usos um kind of put him there you know so um you know uh i think what what natty's been doing with the the dungeon at least what it seems that they've been posting about you know her and tj are really putting in that secondary work with the the main roster talent a lot. Um, I'm sure to your point, Marsh, it's always going to be like that. You know what I mean? Like it's a more, a more hands-on Molly Holly, you know, where she's always going to be around. She's always going to be touching. She's always going to be doing, she's always going to be influencing in a way that, Oh, you need, you need a match out of me. Sure. You need me for 18 minutes in the rumble to get it started. Sure. You know, I could definitely see that happening probably until she's like 50. You know, I don't know what her, um, you know, her motherhood aspirations are. Um, so, oh, you know, that that factors in with the women, too. But I, I I mean, yeah, WWE without without Natty, I don't think that ever exists. No. All right. I agree with all that. And I like it. I really like the matching gear that Natty and uh, Tegan were sporting for a little bit there. Like, kind of like teal and pink look. I thought that was sick. And then they kind of got away from it. And- no, I just like matching gears, man. Uh, what do you guys yeah. think about Niven and Chelsea Green as the tag champions? How do you think they're they're faring? I mean, I like Piper Niven a lot. Like Niven's dope. They're they're one of my favorites. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah, I think them with gold is good. I've never been a huge fan of Chelsea Green though. 
I just yeah, haven't I seen this, a lot of them. I find this to be the most palatable version of her, except the when you when you add the percentage of talking more than the percentage of wrestling as it's been going. Because when she was wrestling, I saw so much improvement in her in ring that I was actually enjoying it. Just her finisher is atrocious; she can't hit the unprettier at all. But the yeah. rest of it tends to line up pretty well. So, but the more she talks and tries to go over the top with the personality, it pulls me away from their accomplishments. But Piper is doing a fantastic job because she used to be incredibly stoic and silent behind uh, Chelsea. Now she's chiming in with her personality attached to what Chelsea's doing, and I find it to be outstanding. And I'm a huge fan of Piper. Always loved her in the ring. Oh, yeah. Don't worry about it. Don't worry, you guys. Everyone relax. Still. Episode one. Back on that audio. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Technical difficulties. There it is. Drink. I think Marv should introduce it as the dive Marv instead of the dive bar. That's just Marv. my opinion. Welcome to the dive Marv. I'm. It is his birthday of all days, so. Cheers. Hard to argue. Uh, let me see as I pull up my little thing here. We had uh, JD McDonough, so Judgment Day uh, against the Creed Brothers. Creed Brothers are really good, but I think that <laughs> I saw a few people talking about that they think they're trying to. Bill Apter even said he's getting Steiner vibes off them, and I think that's what they're going for. But I'm not feeling that kind of intensity. Like that kind of fear factor you got from the Steiner brothers, and it's and a different athleticism too. Sorry, to it control. is. It's a and different. Clump's looking a little concerned. Yeah. Clump, they're talking '80s Steiners, not Attitude Era Steiners. Oh Jesus! It's a different. Like, I, I feel like they remind me more of like Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin, but with muscle. Yes. Yeah, but that's not bad. I like them. Yeah, no, that that, that was great, but it, it or um. Like Luther Reigns, but good. <laughs> oh. yeah, you got me there. <laughs> yeah, I think um, I think they're just a, an incredibly toned down version of the Steiners, and I don't even think it's close. They and and the, it's funny because they're both more athletic because you know it's thirty years later, forty years later, right? They're they're today's athlete, but they're mm -hmm. not. To your point, they're not as intense. They're not as intimidating. They are, they're like the the Tim Duncan with attitude of tag team wrestlers. Like they, their fundamentals are so fucking tight, but they're explosive. And mm -hmm. you know what I mean? They're like a more athletic version, although Imperium is fucking athletic. That moonsault by he was incredible. I forgot he does that. I when he hopped up on, I was like, God damn it. But no, I because it's it surprises you when you know Brutus does a standing moonsault, you know. But then, mm -hmm. um, you know, Julius does a standing shooting star. It's like, well, that's something the Steiners didn't do, especially Rick, right? But yeah. Scott was, you know, standing Frankensteiners, you know, an incredible athlete. But to your point, the intensity, no. But they are, they're like a hyper-athletic version. I didn't see much of, um, you know, Haas and Benjamin. So, um, but I would imagine, you know, that those similarities. I think the Creed Brothers is just way too close to a boring version of Alpha Academy. Yeah. And so it just feels strange, especially when you had Creed versus Otis and Gable. It feels weird. Like you're like, this is the same team fighting itself. You know what I mean? But less charismatic. Like, I just don't see why they're not paired in a bigger faction. And maybe we actually get there. It's like you masturbating know? in front of a mirror. What's wrong with that? are they are the are the creed brothers too similar like they yeah, look I don't different know the fuck but they they wrestle the same yeah 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 i think that's the problem you know because i was thinking even um even american alpha with uh gable and jordan which was incredible they oh, had yeah. a charisma that um the creed brothers don't have yeah and they're also big guy, little guy, you know, um, for what it's worth. Gable actually wrestled more in the pocket and Jordan was more explosive on the outside. Right. 
And well, with these his guys, father's Kurt Angle. He got that from that's his dad. True. That's true. That's true. Um, <laughs> one of the first first items I bought when I got back into wrestling was a five dollar ready, willing, and Gable towel. It's awesome. Oh, so uh, but uh, but no, I just I think that I just think they wrestle too similar. You know, um, yeah. all the great tag teams um, have a differentiation in in who wrestles how, except for maybe the Usos. They uh, they just did everything perfect. God, yeah. I feel like I'm missing something. Was Cody not on Raw? He he had a promo, and Nakamura had the uh, big screen. Yeah, I was yeah. sick. See. Yeah, I'm sure it was. You forgot about it. Fucking. Well, I'm looking through these little notes that these fucking idiots put online. Like, here's the results. I didn't have like mine handy. And I was like, I'll just pull this one up. And it's fucking dumb, dude. WWE.com has the best results one. And I couldn't find that they're not easy to navigate. When I find their site, it's the best one because it goes, here's what happened in the ring. Here's what happened in the back. You know what I mean? Here we're talking segments. Here was the ring segments. Like, you just, it's all right there. These Mm -hmm. jabronis. Are like this was a C average from a thing. <laughs> fucking idiots. And then they don't even have what happened on the show. All they do is like this was the match, this was the match, and this was a match. And like there's a whole fucking show here, guys. And right. those other parts mean something and they matter. And that's the difference is you don't see that. You watch this show, you fucking look in the end of your pencil, being like, it's about a C plus. Fuck based off what? The story? Right. Because the story's right. there, you know. What did they give our truth? They didn't even list nothing and none of that stuff in the back here. Dude, our truth is going to be the reason that Judgment Day puts locks on the clubhouse. You know what I mean? He got them an almost flat screen TV. Come on, man. Almost flat screen. Dude, it's fucking hysterical. I watched it again today. Jesus Christ. He's so, so funny. He's beloved. Yeah, he'll he'll be there forever. He deserves every, every minute of screen time. Yeah. Dude, knowing that Vince loved him so much, the idea that just our truth is always happy and positive and making people laugh, that's why he's always been there. Right. I'll always you know I mean? him running out, putting up the ladder in the Royal Rumble, climbing and, and climbing all the way up. Like it's like that just pure comedy goal, just him doing it or uh what was it like they're they were gonna do like a five way and he's like, I want in on it. And then he's like, nah. <laughs> yeah. Or the, the one with Paul Heyman, you know, yeah. Brock Lesnar declares for the Royal Rumble. So our truth comes out and he cuts a promo on Paul Heyman being the entrant in the Royal Rumble. <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, Brock Lesnar. My bad. <laughs> I am undeclaring for the Royal Rumble. <laughs> he's amazing. Yeah. But that ladder spot in the Royal Rumble was fucking incredible. It's stuff like that where you know, that jokey carny stuff that, you know, um, some other wrestlers try to make it their full gimmick. Like this interjection into the show that mm-hmm. comes out of nowhere that, okay, this looks like it's going to be just a thing. You're not expecting an R-Truth spot. And then all of a sudden you get an R-Truth spot. And it's a good yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and he delivers on it. Because I think that, too, is like, I don't like a lot of comedy in wrestling, but I think that the right comedy in wrestling is perfect because it reminds you. And Triple H obviously uh, loves the guy. and But he's Triple H is one of the, the better straight men that no one gives credit towards. Oh, yeah. You, you know what I mean? Uh, they're always talking about how he was funny and goofy and doing all the DX stuff. But he also was the dude that when he was taking himself seriously and then R-Truth would come out, he would be like, what? Mm-hmm. You know I mean like even the even the line he cut on on Kofi? Wait, didn't you used to be Jamaican? Like yeah. that wasn't it was like comedy, but it was the straight man part of it, right? Yeah, he was he, playing he, it straight, and he he's so good at not taking himself seriously, but in take in in how serious he has to be. Yes, yeah, yeah. and I think that those spots are great when there's a little like like I think uh, AJ Styles is never given the credit for the comedic performances he puts on. Cause his character takes himself so seriously that it becomes ridiculous. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. And, and it always just works. He's super serious about everything. And then all of a sudden something happens and it's like, what? <laughs> like what happened to AJ Styles, by the way, I, I, I haven't seen him since I've been watching again. I don't know. I thought he got hurt again, if I'm honest, 
but I hope he comes back soon. Cause I think that that's the whole reason that, I mean, they put the club back together and everything out of me and me and they're doing stuff in the, in the house shows. And I mean, I saw a great clip. I can't remember who it was, but someone had uh big Luke Gallows in a fucking standing suplex. It was, I think it was Bobby Lashley just holding him. It was Lashley oh, just forever. And it was Luke Gallows. And I was like, Jesus, like, both those guys, way more athletic than you think to pull that off, you know? Uh, but incredible. Uh, yeah. Th- so what do you think about all this weird Shinsuke stuff turning into him trying to come for Cody? Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Hopefully it's a great match. You know, I'd like to yeah. see how how Cody responds to Shinsuke's style. Um, you know, if he can slow down the Cody stuff and be a part of the match, I think um, I think they can do something really cool together. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, cool. It ain't um, gonna go wrong there too. They're both really down, then. Yeah. So we had Seth Rollins versus Jey Uso in the main event for the World Heavyweight Championship. This is one of those instances I was kind of talking about before when I was saying like, yeah, you can talk about getting free stuff on TV that could be in a premium live event. This is a hundred percent one of those matches. Sammy and Seth match. on Raw, Jay and Seth on Raw, but it's also kind of like these could be premium live event matches. These could be big pay for matches, right? But they're here on the weekly TV and you go, Oh my God, I can't believe we get this good of match on free TV. Right. But I do feel like this is in a different world than edging Christian for the first time in 30 years, you know? Yeah. Um, I do feel like there's, I'm definitely fatigued by Seth's title reign. I think they need to get it off of him. I think he's done good enough to establishing the weight of the title, and he's done uh, a lot of work with it where he's he's defended it enough so that it has some weight to it. So it definitely could go on someone else. I think it has to, because I think if they're not careful, it's going to get to the point where it's hard for people to care about the title at all right now because it still is. Until it's off Seth, it is still the title they gave to Seth because no one can beat Roman. It is the second place title still, right? And until it's off of Seth and someone has it and it means something, because they're thinking about a title on Seth never means anything. Never. Because Seth's character collects titles, but has the same match no matter what. Whether or not he's going for a title or not, it's the same 30-minute match. Uh. The idea no, that him having the title meaning something isn't going to mean something yeah. until someone takes it off of him, and I'm the guy who took it off Seth. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's a great point by both because I, I do think that Seth has brought it to a point where the next person that now takes it has the ability to make it their own and a new thing. Um, yes. But also using Seth as your your lynch not linchpin of a show because he's not really that but he is he is the tentpole for what that is right he is the champion face of this show and it's worked it's worked for what it is you know because even cody was able to get his not his story but the story he's been telling across while not being in seth's face of what seth is trying to do or what the show needs out of seth let's put it that way so if a if a mcintyre does get it what can he do with it and other talent around. If Shinsuke gets it, what could he do? If Jay does get it, oh my God, what are the possibilities? So I do see that, you know, how do we tell this new story around a new champion? Because this is a brand new champion to your point, Marsh. It's not a new champion. It's a second place right now. So you can't tell the new story through Seth. You have to tell it through the next champion. Um, And this is something I was, um, because the kiddo wanted to watch raw on Hulu. So one of the things it opened with was the Jay Uso promo package mm-hmm. of him becoming what he is now. Yeah. And just from just from SummerSlam on. But when we talk about building superstars, this guy was a literal promo. Which one are you? In a twin tag team, destined to be one of the greatest tag team wrestlers of all time, if he never did anything else ever. That when he wrestled Seth Rollins. You thought he was going to be the number two guy in the fucking company. He yeah. could have won that match and been the number two guy in the company. 
the ability hit number one his abilities right like Jay Uso was a fucking phenomenal talent, but yes. for WWE to give him the room to breathe and become this fucking a man, Jay Uso is absolutely top notch. And if he became the champion on Raw, it wouldn't even feel like break the kayfabe. Oh, just the Samoans got to be the champions. It wouldn't even feel that way. It would feel no. like he is the second best wrestler in the company. Oh yeah, all along. Because the problem with Seth is that his characters had every single title over and over and over yeah. again. So it's another championship he's held. But guys like Sami Zayn could have taken it off him a while ago and it would mean something because Sami's never come as close to any world title. And now he's had it. This has been a 20-year a, a career to this. You know, Jey Uso could take it off him and it would mean something immediately because Jey Uso's never held a singles title. And he's holding this top title now after 11 years of fighting to to get away from being the twin. And, you know, you have the which one are you promo getting to this moment. Anyone else winning that title? And I said it then and I'm going to keep saying until they fucking take it off him would mean something. It means Mm -hmm. nothing on Seth. And that's not a detriment to Seth. He's just that good and has been for so long that it's not impressive anymore. It's status quo for Seth because he's that good. And that's a good problem to have when you're an A plus average person and you still get A pluses and no one cares anymore. It's because you always get A pluses, dude. Right. You know what I mean? Like you have to get an F at some point. And he's had his failures, right? He's had his struggles, the whole Brock Lesnar thing, the universal title there. But that's even more of a showing of the, the titles don't mean anything on him. And that proved it. He's the only person who's beat Brock Lesnar and no one cared. And no one remembered that right. he beat Brock Lesnar twice. Twice you know in the mean? same year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you the tell two someone biggest he, shows of the year. <laughs> yeah. You say, hey, name someone who's beat Brock Lesnar back-to-back on major pay-per-views, including WrestleMania, for a title. People will be going, like, well, it's got to be like a Cena, right? Like, no one's going to come up with Seth, right? <laughs> but you have these matches that are great, and they don't even give them an out, you know? Right. Sammy just fucking lost. Jay just fucking lost. And you just kind of go, okay, I guess. Like, I wish it meant something more, and it's not going to mean something till he, till he doesn't have it. And I, to me, that's frustrating, I think, for everyone involved. You know, and I think something like that is the brilliance of a guy like Samoa Joe, where when he lost to Brock Lesnar, what was the first visual of Samoa Joe after that match? He's like, this close. Almost had yeah. you. Oh, you know, yeah. like that, even if Joe did that on his own. That's something that a Sammy needs to do, that a Jay needs to do. Because every time these guys are losing, they're losing in a way where like, oh man, I can't believe it. I just, I, oh, I gave my best. I couldn't do it. And they're so defeated. Where Samoa Joe's like, give me one more fucking chance. I will beat you. You know, yeah. and and not seeing that, that strength in these characters, to your point, it makes it seem like, well, there is nobody that can beat Seth. And here we go again. Seth having his, you know, like you said, 30 minute matches and beating everybody. So, um, you know, that's just something I would like to see these guys do is is show a little bit more strength and character. Mankind used to talk about it, right? Mick Foley. Every time, no matter what, even if I was bleeding out my ass, once they counted three, I would at least wiggle my foot. You know, yeah. I would always make some type of movement after the three count just to show you I had more fight in me. And and not seeing that type of uh, character strength is part of the detriment of what, what Seth is doing to these guys when he wins. Yeah. Yeah, I think, and and there's even something more kayfabe about Seth that co- then comes across other people. I mean, a lot of other champions and stuff. You go, oh, this could be the moment to take it off Roman, right? But this feels such like a kayfabe title, and that you're so like, well, they're not going to have this person beat Seth because Seth is supposed to do this or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. a weird, it's a weird, like hard to buy into kind of match. And like you said, he just beats him flat every time. And I don't know, man. I just think yeah. that. I think the crowd will turn on Seth at some point, except he's got that catchy tune, which to be honest, I think is more over than him, but, and I like him a lot. It's just at a certain point you go, do I need to watch this match? And with Seth matches, it always feels like maybe <laughs> it's never right. definite, right? you right. know? Um, but yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking about this week with stuff. I mean, I don't want to drag us on all night. I know people got things to do and stuff and, uh, Clump, was there anything else that you wanted to? No, I think we nailed everything I wanted to get through. Yeah, there's nothing like stood out that you're like, oh shit, this happened that I was going to talk about. <laughs> yeah, uh, no. Bishop, was there anything that stood out you want to hit? 
Yeah, just one thing that you didn't get to it as far as that match went. The 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 last takeaway I had of the night was no matter how much these guys disagree, the one thing they all can agree on is that that black zip up hoodie is the way to go. Because even yeah. when Drew McIntyre came out for the, he comes out and he fucking does the black zip up hoodie, takes it off. Everybody uses it. Nobody agrees on anything, but everyone wears the black zip up hoodie. Um, and for McIntyre to do it this time because he was kicked out, you know, it's just fucking dumb. Um, so they got to get away from the black zip up hoodie. Why? It's the way you look like because it's the gaffer thing, right? Yeah, we're trying to blend in with the staff. Yeah, yeah, whatever. They wear all black. And they're yeah, running the through the crowd wearing all black, dude. That's at where they're six at. Foot seven, 290 yeah. pounds. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Just Damn, that's a big cameraman. They should give him put, put him in the ring. Oh, shit. that's where they have them, though. I was sitting yeah. over there once over by where they kind of walk in and out, and right behind me was all of the staff guys. They are in the crowd with the rest of us, and they're all the gaffer guys. And they would all kind of march over, get towards the edge of the thing, and then right when the match ended, they go. Shit. Wipe out the do do their business and come back. And if there's one dude who's crouched over, you don't even notice. Yeah. Was, Once it Corbin snuck by me, and I had no idea. Corbin was at a, I was at a raw, and I swear during the middle of the match, I saw someone, you know, doing the ring stuff in the all black that was just w- way too tall. And I looked away, and when I looked back, he wasn't there. And then, like an hour later, the Undertaker came out from under the ring. And I'm wondering, instead of being under there the entire night, that he came out all gaffered up in the black and then snuck under the ring that way without without me noticing, you know? Uh, but, no, that was it. That When I saw that, I was like, okay, here we go again with the black zip-up hoodie. Um, and like I said, from the beginning of the uh, from the show to the end was just about how do we put as much behind Drew being a heel as possible from the attack on Sami Zayn, the way he was promoing, the, the match, the, you know, everything he was doing with with Jay and you know, I just don't know where it leads. If drew is going to continue like the street profits to interact the same way with the crowd and have the same mannerisms, he's got to stop with the kip up too. Like it's not, if you did it when you were cool, you're not going to do it and get booed. You got to yeah. change something. Yeah. Especially cause he would kip up and look at the crowd and be like, come on. Cause he begged them to be reactive. Like, yeah, right. Well, in this time when he did it, he just stood still with his hair on his face, which actually is pretty doper. But you know, he just he doesn't have the awareness. I just don't know. Yeah. Well, all right, guys. I say I'm ready for last call. Let's get a drink, get out of here. Clump, how was your stogie? How was it? Decent. Smooth. Smooth. They're smooth, baby. I like Davidoff's. No, they're smooth. They got a little bit of a cook kick. They're nice. Uh, expensive, Bishop. Expensive, but nice. Yeah, it's, if, when you can find them on a deal, like some of those cigar bids and stuff, you can get like a, a good deal on some of them. It's the best because uh, they are pricey, but you know what you're getting every time, and that cannot be said with all brands. So, yeah, a lot of brands you don't know what you're getting even throughout the same stick. <laughs> had ones where it's like, this is really good. This spot sucks. What's going on here? How did it get tart? Oh, we're back to good again. And you're like, okay, what's going on? <laughs> Uh, this has been a journey. Yeah, <laughs> a fucking roller coaster. This stick. this is like watching McIntyre. <laughs> it's all over the place. Booing and cheering. Uh, Bishop, where can people find out more about your terrible takes? Yeah, man. Uh, at Tuba Takes Podcast on X, Twitter, whatever. Uh, Tuba Takes Podcast dot com stands for Terrible Wrestling Takes because it's about the discussion, not the take itself. Because nobody can disagree, but we can all agree. Wrestling's dope. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole thing. I, I got such a kick out of it. I was laughing all the time when you would just hashtag people with a terrible wrestling take and they would get so fucking offended and <laughs> pissed. And I would laugh because I was like, the joke is that all of us think our takes are perfect every time. Yeah. And then the joke is that all of us agree with somebody else's take all the time. So for someone to put a stamp on it, that's a terrible one. That's the conversation starter. The way that, I mean, the way that a brash Delawarean would do with that. You know, what I mean, well, if I was, Delaware is known for their brash <laughs> assholes. <laughs> Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Yeah. Uh, Clump, 
I would ask if you want to tell people where they can find you, but I think part of your gimmick is not being able to be found, right? Yeah, I, I, I can't. Uh, I legitimately, uh, with the whole Twitter X thing, lost access to my account. I cannot reset my account. I cannot. To. I got to create a new Twitter, but I it, all of my parameters for doing so are based off the other account. So whenever yeah. I try and like create a new account based off my phone number, it's like, oh, there's already an account with this number. And I'm just sitting there like, what the fuck is this? And I don't want to create another email, so... No. Don't find me. You know, dude, to be honest, Instagram and threads is way more fun than, than Twitter X. There's, I'm only on X now because there's two people who I can message through there that I don't message through other means. Yeah. That is it. I react very little nowadays. Uh, and outside of that, I mean, you're just constantly, you know, living in the shadows of the night. It's just great. Yeah, I think the, the dude that had stolen my Twitter account then sold it, and now the person selling excrement so it's a thing. They're selling clumps. Yeah, they're selling clumps of. They're not clump. They're not clump clumps because those are legendary. They're just they they're selling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are talked about. <laughs> uh, guys, I'm at Ref Marsh. We are at WOTR the show, but we're really hanging out on the other ones, which is Wrestling on the Rocks. You can find us at WrestlingOnTheRocks.com. You can find us now at Fans First Sports Network. Hanging with the dive bar with your drinking buddies guys come back tomorrow night for a brand new episode one where miss amanda jane and digi are going to talk all things indie wrestling which includes aew because that's as indie-rific as it gets yep guys we'll be back in the dive bar for a brand new episode one that's last call cheers producer lady here thanks for tuning in Continue to support and buy us a drink by putting the I in subscribe and reviewing our podcast. And cheers to Fans First Sports Network for keeping the dive bar lights on. I would never have a drink with wrestling on the rocks.